Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to another Thursday evening teaching. Wow, I can't believe that we're almost at the end of May and next week we'll actually be in Israel. and so, Well, we'll be in South Korea and then Israel at the end of the week. What a time to be alive. So much is happening in the world and we get to go to the Holy Land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know, church, stop while we're away. So why don't you come? And we meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23 to E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. And the church would see you come along. We're a friendly church. We preach the word of God. And that's really all you need to be looking for. And every Sunday, we meet at Yatlay in the afternoon at 3 p.m. If you'd like the details, get in contact with us and we'll let you know where and when. And, you know, we're in a continual process of being changed to the image of Jesus Christ, aren't we? This month we've been discussing Jacob's son, Joseph. And the title of the series has been Lessons from Joseph. Today's message is titled, Ingratitude is a Hard-Hearted Foe. The text that we're looking at is Genesis 40, verse 23. Now I'm going to read from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever one you want. But when you catch up, bring your Bible and we'll read it together. Verse 23 says, Yet the chief butler did remember Joseph but forgot him. Sometimes we do things like that, don't we? We say we'll pray for someone, but then we forget and we don't do it. The scripture we're working through today is Genesis 40, verse 1 through to 23. Now I'm going to read all of them. There's a lot of scripture here, so, so bear with me and follow along, because this is a story where we should be able to see a picture. It's titled The Prisoner's Dreams. So verse 1, Says it came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Verse 2. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. And the captain of the guard chose Joseph with them, and he served them, so they were in custody for a while. Verse 5. Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, had a dream, both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with its own interpretation. And Joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, we each had a dream, and there was no interpreter for it. So Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. Then the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, behold, my dream, sorry, in my dream, a vine was before me. And in the vine there were three branches. It was as though it budded. Its blossoms shot forth and its clusters brought forth ripe, ripe grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said to him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now within three days Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you. You will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. That's a pretty good interpretation, isn't it? Let's look at verse 14. But remember me 
when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me and make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews, and I also have done nothing here that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also was in my dream, and there were three baskets on my head. Baked goods for Pharaoh, and the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. So Pharaoh answered, so sorry, and Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat the flesh from you. It's not quite as good as the butler's interpretation, is it? Verse 20 Now it came to pass on the third day which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants and he lifted up the head of the butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And then he restored the chief butler to his butlership again and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph but forgot him. Let's not forget. Let's pray for our offering. We're a church that believes in sowing. So the details will be on the bottom of the screen. Father, we come to you today because you made us. Lord, you redeemed us. And we acknowledge that every good and perfect gift should come from your bountiful hands. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of giving to you for the glory of your name and your cause. The words of Jesus are so true. It is more blessed to, receive, to give than to receive. We thank you, Lord, for this heavenly blessing. And it's in Jesus', Jesus mighty name that we pray. Amen. Even while he was in prison, Joseph's impeccable character shone through. The prisoner recognized his integrity and put him in business. And like Potiphar, the warden gave Joseph free reign. And God blessed him even in prison. Sometime later, the chief cupbearer, the butler, and the chief baker were thrown into prison, and once again, dreams entered into Joseph's life. One night, the cupbearer and the baker both had strange dreams, and the next morning, Joseph interpreted them correctly. The cupbearer was restored to his position, and the baker was killed. And Joseph refused to take credit for his wisdom, but he gave it to God. We should all give credit to God. And also, he asked the cupbearer to remember to mention him kindly to Pharaoh. And the cupbearer agreed. But after he was restored to favour, he failed to keep his promise. Let's look at the story more closely this evening and find some... God keeps an eye on his chosen ones. Doesn't always feel like it, but he always keeps an eye on his chosen ones. We must never forget the most important message of the Old Testament is that God was working redemptively through the nation that he'd chosen. Although our Saviour did not come through the line of Joseph, God used Joseph to preserve the Israelites. And at this time, he was the key person in the story. Of course, not all of us are chosen for such a strategic mission. But all of us are important to God. He has a plan for each of us. We need to remember that. He has a plan for each of us in his service. When we show him we intend to do his will, 
and to accomplish what he wants us to do, he will take care of us. There's an old truism that says that as long as they are in God's will and doing what God has mapped out for them. Have you ever been in God's will doing what his plan is for you? And then all of a sudden you step out of it? That the lifted when that happens. In spite of the wicked people that Joseph encountered, he continued to prosper because he was faithful in his living and loyal to the mission that God had planned out for him. The second thing is evil people respect good people. If people today live right and stay humble, even wicked people are impressed and show favour to them. Of course, both righteous living and a proper attitude. If we are overbearing in our righteous deeds, we can easily hurt our cause and even bring others wrath on us. Let's not be overbearing. Joseph stayed humble even when he received great responsibility. When he, called on, when he was called on to interpret the dreams, he gave all the credit to God. Wisdom is a great virtue, but directing credit to God is even greater than wisdom. Some have criticized Joseph for seeking to extract a promise from the cupbearer, claiming that you know, he was, was not trusting God enough. And that's not a fair accusation, I don't believe. Because God expects us to use every legitimate means to advance our cause. As long as we do not violate Christian conditions or employ unchristian methods. Did Joseph do anything wrong? Did he employ unchristian methods? I don't believe so. Many people say we shouldn't use social media, we shouldn't use Facebook, we shouldn't use YouTube. But if that's the method of getting the word of God out there, it's okay. Joseph did what any of us would have done. But he saw a chance to better himself and he took advantage. He provides us with an example of constructively using every opportunity that comes to us. We should be doing the same today. Our third thing is selfishness and ingratitude are conjoined twins. They go hand in hand. Genesis 40.23 says, Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph but forgot him. Imagine Joseph's devastation when he realized the cupbearer must have forgotten his promise. Of course, the cupbearer did remember Joseph later, but only when he saw a chance to impress Pharaoh himself. How often our good deeds are mingled with selfish motives. If Satan cannot get us to do a bad thing, let me say this again. Let's, I'll say it quite um, clearly for you. If Satan cannot get us to do a bad thing, he will lead us to do a good thing with the wrong spirit and the wrong motive. We cannot condemn the cupbearer without considering our own lives, can we? And asking ourselves whether we have been fair to people who have done favours for us. The greatest kindness ever shown is Christ's death on the cross for us. Have we been faithful to him? We need to ask it that question. Have we returned the love that he has shown for us? As we finish up this evening, we need to take a good look at ourselves. Do we remember friends who have helped us along the way? Maybe we'll remember the person who introduced us to Christ as, as our saviour, or the person who helped us to get a new job, or the teacher who opened up new areas of truth to us. 
But what about our parents who made sacrifices for years for some of us in order to give us a good education? You know, I believe we have a lot to be grateful for. And I pray that we never forget it. What have you got to be grateful for this evening? Maybe write a list and start thanking God. And I also want to encourage you as diligent with your Bible study time. Because for us, you can get from just going to church once or twice a week. Or doing what we're doing now, listening to someone else talk about God online. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because our God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And he can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you will allow him to. And you're important to God, you know that. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. We're believing that this year, and we're seeing it of divine recovery and divine restoration. It's happening within the refinery family right now. If you're that, it's time to start being an obedient disciple. And until next time, stay in the blessings. Music